0: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. And we are live and we are back. This is episode number 204 of the Crown of Collars podcast brought to you by the Flawless Noises Media Network. Get to know our sound. I'm one of your hosts doing this thing here, Bianca, a.k.a. XO on Twitter, a.k.a. Listen to an old episode of my a.k.a.s. We're moving this thing right along, a.k.a. DJ noBS BS spending tonight in Portland at Church Bar. And I'm joined as always. Hello, everyone. I am Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Listen <clears throat> to borrow a page from Curtis. Hear me. Hear me well. Hey, Avant is an artist that I enjoy. I feel like Avant has very, very good songs, very, very good singles. The albums, not so much, but we'll discuss that on the bring it back in the future. Subscribe to the Patreon for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. However, <clears throat> one of those singles. Four minutes. I have thoughts and I have issues. And my issue is this. I have two issues. One. The fact that the song is named Four Minutes, but it's not Four Minutes is, I feel like that is a slap in our face. And number two, this nigga spent this entire fucking song presenting the worst goddamn case for his woman not to leave him after being a dog I have ever heard of my motherfucking life. And I feel like Yvonne owes us all the fucking apology. Boy, Boy, you came home to your woman with her shit-packed movers in the fucking house, getting ready to go, and you begged for four minutes to plead your case as to why she should not leave your ass, and you presented the worst goddamn argument I have ever heard in my fucking life. This is why it ain't too many niggas that's lawyers, because we can't def- present a case for shit. You think you needed uh, maybe six minutes? at six minutes. And we're at six minutes, six minutes I feel of why like- you're on. I feel like he needed I feel like he needed a whole album to present his case, which he wish he had a whole album and it wasn't that good. So oh, so like Jay-Z using half of the blueprint too, which is the double disc to go after Nas after he got ethered. Basically. Basically. Wish Avant got ethered in that song because he, at the end of the song he said, Damn, I'm out of time and my girl left me. So it's like, boy, you wasted everybody's fucking time. Damn, here's that picture of Randy Moss running away from all them saints players. Yep. That I love. Might be the Saints Everybody be like, B, how do you like that picture so much? If you like the Saints, I'm like, Cause the shit's hilarious. That's why. Yeah. If it's funny, I'm going to laugh. Hey, that's what we do around here. That's um, we- So yeah, as Jeremy alluded to, we got Patreon content. Uh, it's our show, Bring It Bike. We used to do it as a monthly segment on this here show. And now it's behind the paywall. But for a very, very low price, Um, you can get that content to help support this show and the network in general. Or you can go to flawlessnoises.com, click that donate tab, uh, or click that support us tab, sorry. And you can donate to the show in general and just hit us with the general fund, the one time donation or the recurring. Or, like I said, become a Patreon member, get all the bonus content that we've given y'all because these shows is fire. And this bonus content is like double fire. So, yes, it's liddy to titty, as some of you would say. Do but you- <coughs> Yes, the you. Speaking of the you, let's just hop into this show. So, we are recording this on 7-Eleven. Y'all will probably hear this sometime next week. Um, Speaking of, shout out to all of y'all who made the 7-Eleven Beyonce reference. See y'all. See y'all. See y'all in high. Also, shout out to Blue fucking Ivy. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you one thing. (laughs) Blue Ivy. I stand that young lady. Let me say I stand blue Ivy Carter. She, you know, I love her mama. I appreciate her daddy. Um, but I stand that little girl. That little girl is so full of life, so full of energy. She is fucking adorable. She, she, she looks like her mama and her daddy at the same damn time, and she is so fucking cute. But she was at the premiere of the Lion King, the the Lion King slaying. Let me tell you something. What had me hollering was the fact that niggas cropped out Beyonce in that fucking photo to probably. <laughs> <laughs> that her- had me in Stitches laughing. I was like, whoever did this, one deserves an award for the fire Photoshop job that they did. And two again thank you for the comedic effect that that should provide it because i was rolling laughing but also totally also in that same you know in in the in the pocket the same way i was like wow like she is she is stunting on us regulars. she really was and the fact that the fact that whoever made that cropped out beyonce and nobody got mad <laughs> Nobody got mad that she was crying out of that photo, and it was just blue. I love it. I, I stand blue avocado. I stand. Yeah, blue. no, you, you can't even hate on that. That's you, you know you can't you. I bet Beyonce probably seen that shit and laugh her ass off like yeah that's my that's my girl. I she mean, probably hey. retweeted it from one of her Twitter accounts. You know Beyonce runs Twitter, but don't even really be on Twitter like that. Shout out to Yeah, Diesel. Yeah, who um, yeah, who fucking who Jay Z be lurking? They ain't yeah like, they, they they be on there. They got accounts. Yeah. Their accounts got a. Uh, 87 followers mm-hmm. and like 1,437 like 1, tweets. Mm-hmm. And post all exclusive shit. Everything Carters, they post. Mm-hmm. They ain't low. We know. We know. But anyway, <laughs> basically their social media presence is like how Rihanna's actual social media presence is, except they do that shit on accounts that we don't know about. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they take page from KD had burner accounts. Yeah, Rihanna be kicking it with the regular folk, but... um, mm-hmm. Speaking of kicking it with you, but speaking of burner accounts, speaking of KD, let's talk about, we haven't talked about sports in a while on this show, but with so much happening in the NBA, I feel it would be remiss if we didn't, so... <clears throat> I don't know what the entire fuck this upcoming NBA season is going to be, but with all this shit going on in free agency, I like it because I love mess. And I feel like <laughs> I feel I feel like I feel like NBA free agency is like peak mess, like peak sports mess, and yeah. I feel like the NBA is going to give us drama next season because they gave us drama in the offseason because what the entire fuck. So let's just go off the, the big stuff. Kawhi and Paul George in L.A., but not as Lakers, as Clippers. Clippers. As Clippers, we have, to my chagrin, Chris Paul going to Oklahoma City. And Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets. Hey, y'all got Shy Gilgas Alexander out to of the deal, too. That dude is nice. Uh, like he he's he's something to build around. Like legit. He's a six six point guard. He kind of reminds me of Penny Hardaway a little bit. Um, he's fast as fuck. He gets off the floor in no time. Like that dude's gonna like if you want one thing as a Thunder fan uh to be excited about, it's that dude. Like he he can ball. He can, and I'm not taking away from that point, but I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying like I just got through listening to Carl Thomas, but it's fine. We have, uh, we have Jimmy Butler in Miami. Yep. Which is yeah. Russell which is where, where, where Westbrook that is harder to say than Russell Westbrook. Um mm. but that's where uh Russell Westbrook almost got traded to. But they didn't want to part with like Tyler Harrow or, Justice Winslow or Justin Swinslow. Uh, Justin fuck listen, Pat Riley, what Pat Patrick Riley, who has taken more black men to the promised land of the playoffs than damn near anybody in NBA history. Did not want to get rook did not want to acquire Russell Westbrook because he did not want to part with Justin fucking Winslow and who the other boy the uh, other black boy with dress who could shoot wasn't it Josh Richardson or some shit like that? Um, no, I you know that's the thing like the, the story broke, we talked about it in pre show and I've like, passed off the, the subjects. I'm, like, finding other shit to talk about with this. And I already forgot who the third dude was. But Tyler Harrow was the other dude he didn't want to get rid of. And I'm like, I want to put a stamp on his ass. So I want to put a stamp on all of them so fast. You have a chance to get one of the top at least 10 players in the NBA, and you pass him up because you don't want to get rid of Guys, basically, I know you fucking lying, Pat Riley. And I know, like, the thing about the thing about Russ is that, like, he is, like, he's over thirty now, if I remember right. And you know, he had the injury stuff, and he had the shoulder stuff, and the way he plays, like, he just plays so fast and so intense, and he's got the one gear, and like, there's nothing but that. Um, Modern day Allen Iverson. Yeah, except even faster, right? Because like Iverson, you know, he was the one you look for. You got the ball to him, you know, whatever. But Russ like gets the rebound; and he's just gone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long that style of play is gonna last. He's like, he's more like Steve Francis than than Iverson mm. really, because Francis hit the boards pretty hard too, uh, for a guard. But. Yeah, Russ took that shit to the next level, and he he gets the board. He's he's off the court before you even think about it. And I don't know how well that style of play is going to last. Like, he's not a catch-and-shoot type. He's not a better off-the-ball type or even a really good off-the-ball type. Um, Defensive, whatever. Um, but, yeah, he's I, – I don't know how this is going to really work in Houston because James Harden – Likes mm-hmm. to get the ball and, and mm-hmm. bring he likes really to say this. He likes to bring the ball up slow and he likes to play that half court stuff. He likes to dribble the ball into yeah, even even though they have court said it's literally just James Harden ISO and everybody else just stand there and shoot threes. But yeah, um it's Which? gonna be real interesting to see how they figure it out. Because like Chris Paul was the he's the kind of guard who needs the ball in his hands all the time. Because he's a point guard. Mm-hmm. James Harden is the kind who needs the ball in his hands all the time because him He's working with the ball creates the mismatches that he doesn't create when he doesn't have the ball. But Russ Westbrook needs the ball in his hands. And mm-hmm. this, yeah, this is going to be muy interesante to get those two back together after their games. Were together for a little while, and Russ wasn't quite this Russ, and Harden certainly wasn't quite this Harden. But now they got to figure this shit out. Woo! Shout out to all the Houston fans that were shitting on Russ for no real reason other than the fact that they want thought James Harden should be MVP every goddamn year. Shout out to all y'all who was shitting on Russ for no good reason. Only to have Russ be on y'all team. I love it. I thrive off y'all negativity. Suffer. Yep. It's like how all the Kobe haters hated on LeBron and now LeBron, well, he's been in Los Angeles for a year now, but yeah, LeBron is Which? in Los Angeles now. You'll hate Ain't going too far. And not only that, but LeBron being in LA got y'all Anthony Davis. Let's talk about that. You niggas, you niggers have spent all your life shitting on LeBron only for him to be in the not only be in a Lakers jersey, but also be embraced by the nigga that y'all foolishly claim that is better than than Braun, which I don't know. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas, what what since we here. I saw somebody say that NBA players have said that Kobe Bryant was harder to guard than LeBron James. And one, I would like to know who were these players. And then two, and like I'm pretty sure it is harder to guard somebody that I mean, and I'm fuck it. I'm gonna say it. I'm pretty sure it is harder harder to guard somebody that plays hero ball all the goddamn time. I'm pretty sure it is harder to guard that nigga than to guard somebody that moves the fucking ball off like LeBron does. I'm pretty fucking sure it is, right? You, because you don't have to worry about Kobe making the extra pass, the smart play. He gonna play hero ball and he gonna make it or he not, and he gonna do everything in his goddamn power. To make it so, I'm pretty sure that's harder to guard than LeBron, who is who can destroy you if he wants to, but he's gonna make the extra pass and the smart play. I'm pretty sure it is harder to guard that shit. That shit don't mean shit. Yep, i'm still better than fucking Kobe as a complete player. He's Brian, still better. I'll, like Bron indisputably passed him up. Probably what. Probably that 08, 09, somewhere yeah. around there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you, could, you could say the 48 special was the beginning of the end as far as – but, like, Kobe was still – he was still doing work, like, at, at – in that time. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, he was – he was putting in work. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, somewhere around 08, 09, 09, 10. Like, you know LeBron, LeBron, you LeBron know won that first MVP, and it was a wrap. Like, let's just yes. say that. Yeah. You know when Braun fast, Kobe, game six against the Celtics. Yeah, that's when he passed Kobe. Yeah, and it's wild because like LeBron has so many of those playoff moments where it's like, damn, he did that shit to them like by himself. But also, again, like he was getting other people involved, getting them the shots they needed, um, such that remember that game one where J.R. Smith got the rebound but thought the game was already like over. <laughs> LeBron, don't forget, LeBron went for fifty-one point eight eight in that game when they scored like hundred five as a team. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we don't consider that one of his best playoff performances. Like, LeBron basically turned into God that night. And, I mean, it was a losing effort, granted, for you know, not his fault. But uh, yeah, LeBron's got so many of those. And now, shit, he's got Anthony Davis on his team, who like <laughs> all respect to 27-year-old Dwayne Wade at the time, all respect due to Chris Bosh, all respect due to, you know, young Kyrie. But Anthony Davis might be the best teammate that LeBron is going to get. Like, ever, I mean, shit, even respect to LeBron, Anthony Davis might be the best player in the league. Yeah. Also, right. and also well, here's the in, in his right. other thing notice, me, Pelicans fan, no salt about the Anthony Davis situation. Completely understand where he came from. I watched the team that he was on continue to put garbage around it for a really long time. I watched, um, I watched them re-up not one but two centers knowing that all that time anthony davis needs to be playing center to to open shit up for the squad um, yeah because he's better as a center than he is as power forward. yeah which is because because of the mismatches he presents yeah while also being able to bang well enough to defend centers um because mm-hmm. again like the modern center ain't like the center of the 80s you know yeah you ain't going um, up against check in the paint now are right like it, it's a bunch of dudes who shifted to power forward who came out into the NBA between, like, 94 and, like, 99. All, like, 6'10", 6'11", 7-foot dudes who were like, guard Shaq, you thought, I'm a power forward. And so you have a bunch of right. 6'10", 6'11", power forwards in the league, and now Shaq's out of there. And now there is no, I mean, what, DeAndre Jordan or Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond uh, Joel Embiid, like. But, shit, even Joel Embiid, like, he's, I mean, he's a, I guess a traditional like center, but he got the skills of he damn near got the skills of a fucking guard. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is Shaq did too, right? Except Joel Embiid actually uses him. Like he'll he'll get the ball yeah. 18 feet out. And he'll take you off the dribble. He'll, he'll hit you with a you know, half spin move and keep going to the goal, or he'll hit you with the full spin, or he'll get down and then back you down. Like he's got skills, right? And yeah. you know, in, in today's game it helps that he has the range and obviously Shaq didn't have the shooting range, but um no. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, you think about those things and it takes lateral quickness more so than just straight up strength, like strength is a plus. But, yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis, 6'10", 250, he could bang with, you know, today. Alonzo Mourner was 6'10", 250. He was a center his whole career. Yeah. So, yeah, he well, could good. definitely bang with the West, you know, with the Western Conference Fives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like we don't globe globally, like. We kind of get lost in Anthony Davis, like how good he, he is because, you know, to your point and to your, you know, honestly, like the Pelicans didn't really do right by him. And then also his, you know, injury history, but like at his peak, I was listening to Beaumont to Jones podcast, like, and they read the numbers, like at his peak, Anthony Davis is averaging like 28, 12, two, two, and two. Like what? <laughs> what yeah and he's only like 26 like what yeah just turned 26 just during this past season 28 12 tw- 12 2 2 and 2 at 26 like what and that, it, and, and your teammate is fucking lebron james like what right who is who is still god until further notice right like right yeah. I know they was talking about you know with AD and Boogie, you know, think you know reunited and whatever, and they might be playing AD some four a little bit. They say LeBron might be the point, which I don't know how much I believe that Brown would be the point in the circumstance. Yeah, because it'd be him, Danny Green, um, other dude that they kept Kuzma. um, Well, I think they keeping Kuzma coming off the bench because I think Casey uh, Contravis Caldwell Pope is gonna gonna be like the other wing. Really. yeah, because, I mean, we got to be honest. Wow. I, I mean, listen, hey, look, he he's a bit flaky, but I like Caldwell Pope. Like, he's a he's a nigga who can shoot and defend. That's really all you need from no, I, like, I like him, too, and that's, that's why I saw him more as, like, uh, off the bench, like, hot hand type. Yeah, but the thing is, Kuzma don't play no defense. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like Kuzma got to come out to Michigan. He don't play no defense. But in fairness, and I love LeBron, but he don't play no defense no more either. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can't have, you can't have two niggas out there that can score but can't play no damn deep or don't play no damn defense. Yeah, they gonna have an interesting team this year because they got you know other than that they got um, Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. right? Who the thing with him has always been can he stay on the floor because he plays some hella defense. Yeah. Can't really shoot that good, but he plays some hella defense. Um so they no, got Avery Bradley. See. They got um Troy Daniels, the dude who was on the Rockets that one time, hit all them threes. Mm-hmm. Um he's still in the league. He can still shoot the ball. They got Jared Dudley. That's who's 105. Right. Who's damn wow? Um, okay. Uh they got <laughs> they got JaVale, and then they got uh, Rondo. NBA so they, champion Jamel McGee. Thank you. Put that respect on that man's name. Like, but yeah, they could legit run um McGee and Kuzma as your forwards, and then um Daniels, Rondo, and Bradley or Caldwell, whatever decision they make basically. Um, off the bench. Because mm-hmm. again, I still feel like you know it's gonna be LeBron, Daniel Green, um KCP, Boogie, and AD as your starters. If that's the way they go with the starters, um, wow! The like, they, is, like if they actually do play Braun at the point, who the fuck is he guarding? <laughs> the way they're gonna do that is they're gonna put Daniel Green on the. Uh, they're gonna have probably, to run the switches. Yeah, they got to put him on the best wing or the, um, or the best, or they can put him on the ball handler straight up because all he's doing is you know playing. All he's doing on offense, shooting threes anyway. He's the fifth option in that offense. Yeah um and then you figure kcp is starting um you put him on the smaller wing that's left and then you put lebron on you know again that last person in this in this triangle you don't put him down on the post obviously um mm-hmm. yo i just thought like yo like your are because is already kind of with gestures and stuff made it clear like he's gonna Like, he has no problem, like, deferring to AD. LeBron is going to be, like, a second option. LeBron fucking James is going to be your number two option because you got Anthony fucking Davis. That That is is wild. Wild. (laughs) That is insane. But on the flip side, your Pelicans are looking real good. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it Mm because – Your, your presence is looking real good. Yeah, we – about waiting until after the draft to make this trade. We got a better haul. We got, you know, we got better stuff out of the back end of the situation. But also, like, right now, like, we are – I'm kind of struggling to sort of make sense of it all at this point, to be honest. We got we got the good problem of probably having too many players, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I the only thing is I hope y'all don't turn into another Boston. Right. Yeah. Like if, if it's a, if it's a player to flip, you got to flip it, you know, you gotta, you know, move him along. Um, mm-hmm. if it's a position you got too many players at, you gotta, you know, find a way to, you know, move one of them on. Um, but yeah, let's, let's just look at this real quick. So at guards, they got, you know, they got Alonzo ball and drew holiday. That's going to be your starters, probably. And then you figure in some order, Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion Williamson, Derek Favors probably as your rest of your starters. Mm-hmm. Which that was I forgot we had Derek Favors. That dude is. I love Derek Favors. He is secretly nice. Like that dude is so cold. Mm-hmm. Like an old school power forward slash center. Yes. And oh, by the way, he's uh, only twenty eight. Who Derek Favors? Yeah. Fuck. It feel like he's been around forever, but yeah, he's he's, he he's got that old man well. game. Yeah. And that old man strength, because that is a strong-ass nigga. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking he forward like, to what, it. You like, what, 260 Yeah. <laughs> this old, old man as fuck. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm real cold. The only thing is, I hope y'all don't turn into a Boston. Which, speaking of Boston, they got rid of Kyrie, who we'll get to. Yeah, he. it was uncertain if he even wanted to come back. And we saw he, you know, obviously made the decision. He made which, a, which we'll get to in a second. But they got rid of Kyrie and then got Kimba Walker. Which Kimba is kind of like Kyrie, but he'll pass the ball more often. Um, more often than Kyrie is not a very high bar to clear, <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> but in, in, in Kimba's defense, I mean, he was in, in Charlotte, and I mean, he didn't really have no choice. I mean, who was he passing the ball to? Who who whos did he have to pass the ball to? Who he could trust? That was the thing he didn't trust anybody. But those guys trusted themselves because remember they made that playoff run without him. Yeah, they did. You know they they got went to the conference finals. Um, you know Kyrie was hurt. It was it was uh, Terry Rozier who's down in Charlotte now. Um, and then it was Gordon. Oh no, Gordon Hayward wasn't back at It was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's who. That's who was killing it. Marcus Smart was there, you know, Al Hofer did his thing. So they had had players. Wow, that is so. That's so. Philly should win the title because they're so large. Yeah, they They got. Which also, not only do they have Al Hofer, they pay Al like 20 million or some shit and add like 110. And I love Al, but goddamn now. Yeah, Al hope it is. He got game. Like I, I like his game. Like it, it's the kind of game that will age well, which is good. Um, he's added the shot to his game, which is nice. Um, yeah, because he damn sure didn't have it here in Atlanta. What well, he kind of did, but. he kind of did. He had the mid range in Atlanta. Now he could, yeah. he could, he could put the occasional three up for you now. Yeah. Yeah, he was money from mid range in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's going he's to be y'all's power forward, which is wild to me because he's going to be y'all's power forward. Tobias Harris is going to be your small forward. which, and, mm. and Tobias Harris is a cool 6'9", 235, himself. So they have, like, all these large players. Like, Ben Simmons is your point guard. He's 6'10". Remember that year that the Pistons had like a big ass fucking line? Or they had like what? Josh Mill, some, Andre Drummond, and, and Greg Knight. Moreau? Greg, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Let me they tell were, you let me tell why big, that was hilarious. Because they were big as fuck, but nobody could shoot? Exactly. Josh Smith thought he could shoot. Josh Smith is the most, <sighs> I think I could shoot, but can't. As a player am, in NBA history. As a wounded Hawks fan, I can attest the, the, the bricks that they built the new Hawks Stadium with is are, are from the ashes of Josh Smith shooting. You're, you're, you want me to trip your head out real quick? Go ahead. I mean you can do it anyway. On his Wikipedia page, it is him with the pistons taking a jump shot. <laughs> Yo, I also remember that one playoff game where he when he was with the Rockets where he single-handedly brought them back and was shooting threes. I was like, I know you fucking lying. Yeah, that was uh that was against uh what the Mavericks I think, right? Uh I think? Yeah, I think yeah, I think he was busting He was even the, the Mavericks or the Warriors. Yeah, he was busting the Mavericks open. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. But anyway, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, it really reminds me of, like, that Pistons team that was big as fuck, except the fact that they can actually shoot, and that Pistons team could. Yeah, no, he is – I'm going to just read some numbers off, and I want you to tell me which of any of these you like. Uh, 174, 309, 250, 253, 299, 0, 331, 257, 303, 264, 243. Let me guess. Those are his three-point percentages up through the first time he played for Houston. Yes, the highest number there was three thirty-one, and he shot a lot of threes. What? Yes, he did. I'm telling. Listen, let me tell you something. I I can attest to many a Hawks game that I was watching. But this was and this was before I moved to Atlanta. Many a Hawks game I watched, and Joshua was taking like. 12 threes a fucking game. I was like, nigga, what are you doing? You got Jeff right there. You got fucking Jamal Crawford. You got Al who was developing his three-point shot. You got niggas around you could shoot the fucking three, and you shooting in the fucking 20%, and you up here just jacking fucking threes. Meanwhile, you go towards the paint. You your percentage, your field goal percentage goes up to like fucking 60 or some shit. Like, Josh, what the fuck are you doing? And it got to the point where the fans started booing him. And groaning every time he shot a three, and he would just keep shooting. That's to be like, "Fuck y'all, nigga, no, fuck you! You are costing your team. What are you doing, you stupid ass nigga? You, you know, it's Up and looking like you eat paint. Like, stop it!" He never in his career. No, that's not all the way true. Exactly one time in his career did he make more threes than he played in games over the course of a season. I want to fight. <laughs> so in, in Atlanta, he made a career high of 61 threes his last season there. Career high of 61 it. threes in 76 games. He never played fewer than 61 games with the Hawks. The, the fewest he played was 60-60 at a lockout. He was a sturdy motherfucker. I'll say that. Although there was, there was the one season where he didn't shoot threes. Do you remember this? He just randomly just stopped shooting threes that one season? Yes, and that was the best season he ever fucking played. You you already know, <laughs> yeah. And not, o- not and th- and that, that also pissed me off because not only did he not shoot threes, he got praised for it. Then came right back the next fucking season. It was like, how hey. Like, hey, y'all thought? <laughs> right. He turned into that, that gift of that dude that was at that party with that cup. we like, she. Yeah. he turned into that like god damn it nigga like that was literally his best season it was like a high end points a high field goal percentage shit I think even like defensively he was good because it's like you can easily get back on defense when you're not standing outside at the fucking corner trying to shoot fucking threes when you can't fucking shoot yeah they, they, they he said congratulations I'm not shooting no more threes and then he was like I'm going right back to shooting threes oh I, I hate Josh. <laughs> this is bringing up terrible memories. Let's move on. So anyway, NBA free agency has been wild. Um, it's been, so we have fucking Kevin Durant and and Kyrie Irvin in Brooklyn and the Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets and DeAndre Jordan, which is you know, and Andre yeah. Which I mean, we kind of knew that that was coming because. Also, I love the jokes and I love the petty of people bringing up that quote from Draymond when they got into it in, in, um, in Oakland of, like, Draymond's telling KD, like, we don't need you. <laughs> and, it, and it turned out they needed him, but they could have won that series if uh, Draymond had played better. Yeah. And if or, played, if, or if Clay didn't get hurt. Yeah, you know, like, oh, or if Clay didn't get hurt. But, you know. But can we also talk about the fact that I – I mean, it's obviously – Obviously his decision and his happiness and what the fuck he wanna do, and I have no problems with Kawhi leaving. But I'm also kind of sad that he left Toronto only because I thought the king in the north would be a cool ass nickname. Yeah. Especially winning the championship like they did, like him staying in Toronto. That the king calling him the king in the north, that would have been a cool that would have been a cool nickname. Game of Thrones. But anyway. That was was fine. I like that a lot. Um yeah, but I mean he's he, he still he's gonna be the king of the nooks. He brought them with probably will come get their only title um, Yeah, and shout out to him in Toronto for an amlicable amblic- breakup Well, they here's the thing they they could not be mad at him um, Yeah, because they knew he was a rental they knew they, they knew it and they knew going in and they were just like "No, nah, We're just gonna ride this thing out. We're gonna try to sell him on it. It didn't quite work out. Um, because remember, the Paul George thing, that only came out after the fact that it, that Kawhi was like, hey, look, go and and tell your team that you need to be moved to L.A. And if they make a move to move you to L.A., then I'm coming to L.A. If not, I think he was probably going to go back to Toronto. Yeah, I don't think he would come into the Clippers if he didn't have no help. Yeah. Like, and I didn't see him necessarily wanting to come to L.A. to be uh, the number three behind Brian and A.D., so I'm thinking if anybody was eliminated, it was the Lakers. And if Toronto, I mean, if uh, the Clippers couldn't swing that Paul George deal, then they would have just straight up been like, nah, we um, we, good, love and we good on that. Um, and yeah, and then he would have signed the same little two plus one, got to his 10 years in the league, uh, declined his player option, got that big-ass contract, and we would probably think he wouldn't get it in Toronto anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, but, yeah, uh, so the, the Nets went on and got a uh, said Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. They're gonna be nice next season. That's one coming up because no. Kevin Durant is out. Um and they got a lot of interesting parts like coming back on that team. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Karis Levert was hurt for most of the season, and um, Spencer Dinwiddie is gonna be something. They got the they got the uh, they got the Euro dude who got the hops. Double um, zero, I think, is his number. Who got the hops, got the ridiculous hops. And uh as for D'Angelo Russell, a former point guard, he's now in Golden State. Which yep. had me shouting, how the fuck are they signing everybody to max contracts? Okay. With and, and I don't I think the only team that actually had cap space was like the Suns and the Hawks. I'm like, how the fuck are the rest of y'all signing niggas when y'all don't have no money? Right. Just so willing to pay the tax. Right, y'all y'all must be signing niggas to like IOUs or some shit. All right. We're gonna pay you later. Right. We <laughs> we're gonna pay you down the line. We, don't don't look for no money up front. We're gonna pay you down the line. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But uh yeah, the NBA is gonna be very, very, very interesting next year. Which I'm glad about because it's like the Lakers are back, you know, the Pelicans look very we have a it's a lot, it's a lot of I don't want to say parody because we don't know what these teams are going to look like until they actually, like, play. But I like the fact... Basically, I like the fact that it's not like the Warriors and everybody else anymore like it was for a good minute even before KD got there. Like, I like that we really don't know what the fuck is going to happen. I mean, in fairness, though, in fairness, even with the Warriors being the Warriors, we still didn't know what the fuck happened because, I mean, they did lose two finals. Yeah. So... But I'm I'm just excited. I mean, I'm not excited for my phone, but anyway, that's not a that's you know, Toronto's gotta to build around um obviously Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry. Yes, Siakam. and uh Poppy Levitard's favorite, Fred Fan Fleet. Yes. Yes. I oh Poppy's a treasure. I love Poppy so much. Yes. Poppy's yes. the best. I'm still rooting for I don't give a damn. I am rooting for Pascal, I'm rooting for Siakam. I don't give a damn. I am rooting for that nigga. I just want him to succeed. I don't yeah. even know nothing about him. I just right. want him to succeed. I know he's from Cameroon, and uh, him and I want to say Joel Embiid bonded, just having you know the whole Africa connection in common. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I am. I am rooting for that nigga. Like he is. I just want him to succeed. Mm. I, I want him to do. I want. He's already. He already got the ring. I just want him not a, make make pascal siakam a household name a nigga named siakam a household name make yes. that a thing we need we need a good pascal in in, in this world yeah yeah Pas, pascal ain't did nothing to nobody let that man let that man be great things that are not great so the next. Talk, uh, <laughs> 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 that ain't where i was going but fine before we move on to the next topic, let's close this out with the spell and talk about the fucking New York Knicks. What the fuck? They ain't get no goddamn. Money. <laughs> they just they just, a, they just a they're a team full of a bunch of dudes owned by James Dolan. Like <laughs> the Knicks are so okay. So back when Isaiah Thomas was running the Knicks, he had the good idea to uh sign uh zach randolph and eddie curry together despite the fact mm. that those two dudes could not play well together because they both got the same kind of game just one likes the right block one likes the left block whatever mm. right now uh, you can't put two goons on the same squad. also that but isaiah thomas and them was like the rationale is that other teams are getting smaller we getting bigger mm. And it made a curious kind of sense, like okay, sure, yeah, you need a power forward in the center to you know make it through this through this league or whatever. I I, I get the notion, but not these two slow plotting MFs. And so the yeah. Knicks decided, like you're not two, you can, they they had tried to put like two niggas with with bad. <laughs> it's like trying to race two cars with bad brakes. Like what are you doing? Yeah, they they came through with the fire. <laughs> they came through with the fire. You know what? Throwback Thursday. It's it's uh, it's time to present our new lineup, which is and these are all people they signed either this year or the dude they picked last year: Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, Bobby Porter's, Todd Gibson, and Mitchell Robinson. They got full power forwards in one center. Hmm.
1: They had so
0: four power forwards and one center. And then yeah. do not even count Kevin Knox, who, you know, could play both forward positions. Um, that didn't count to do Ellenson, who's been it up in summer league. Um, yeah. Um, do they still got, um, what's my man's name? Uh, Neil Akina? That's the other thing. So they got Neil Akina, they got Alfred Payton, and they got Dennis Smith. All three of them are point guards. Wait, hold the fuck up. Wait. So these niggas got, like, a team. like They got, like, three-point guards, full power forwards, and one center. Where the, fuck are the, are the, where the fuck is the two guard in the wing? R.J. Barrett. That's the only one. R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox. That's the only two they got. <laughs> oh, and Wayne Ellington. But Wayne Ellington is, like, 47 years old. He's not going to. I was about to say, you don't, you don't even count him. Wayne Ellington is, like, the old nigga on the team that got a Bluetooth. You don't count him. <laughs> you don't count him. These are your New York Knicks. I know. Listen, let me tell you something. I love when the Knicks are bad because Stephen A. Smith being sad about the Knicks is comedy gold. I just like the way Diesel Romero tweet about the Knicks when they're bad. That too. That shit is, that shit is gold. Now, when they're good, like that that one season that they are gonna have when they're good, like at the end of all this mess, that's gonna be something. Yeah, they're gonna be insufferable. Yeah, until that day comes, this yeah, it's gonna be real, real interesante. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, let's move on. We spent uh, a lot of time of the, with the shooty hoops. Speaking of things that are interessante, uh so these um <clears throat> people who have been uh, tampering with items in stores from mouthwash to ice cream to um chicken to to all other sorts of things um <clears throat> yes that's um y'all need to go to jail no I'm <laughs> no, no no i'm well shit, i'm gonna say it then all you motherfuckers keep messing up the ice cream messing up the blue bell after all the shit blue bell have been through yeah y'all need to go to jail yeah like this so I so like it started with like the ice cream girl. I guess that's just her. We're gonna call her the ice cream girl. It started with her. And ah, here's the thing here's the here's my thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even before this happened, I completely and 100% understand from people who are way smarter than me. That have made incredible points about how we need to abolish not only prisons but also abolish the death penalty, and how it is problematic. It costs resources. It in the, speaking to the prison system, it is inherently inherently anti-black. Um, is It, it is uh, punitive and not um uh, rehab rehabilitative. If I don't know if that's a word, but just run with it. Y'all know what I mean. Like, all of these incredible points that are 100% actual and factual, and that I agree with. But then I see shit like this, and I'm just like, call me Kaniga Harris. Y'all need to go to jail. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? then it went from the ice cream liquor girl to now we got a motherfucker uh spinning in toothpaste and then we got this other nigga licking ice cream and shit just trying to go yeah, viral that, yeah that whole looney tune shirt where <laughs> that's nigga. Fuck this, yeah. nigga you are like 35 and you had a fucking looney too you need to go to jail for that alone damn the ice cream you need to go to jail for being thirty fucking five with the, 35- with the transition uh, lenses on just being a uh like just up here dressing like Keith, looking like Keith fucking sweat wearing a Looney Tunes shirt. You need to go to fucking jail. Uh, I'm so annoyed by this dude. He is- but yeah, I just, I don't, like, look, look, I'm sorry. Like, Actually, I'm not sorry, but y'all know what I mean. Like, I, there's certain shit that I am, even though I don't like using this as like a catch-all term, there are certain things I am very, you know, quote-unquote, woke about, but it's, it's it's like me with the death penalty. I absolutely understand, and I'm not saying that these this ice cream girl or these people deserve the death penalty just hit one going. Like I ain't un- definitely understand people's point about how the death penalty needs to be abolished. So I completely understand that. And you and nine times out of ten, I'm gonna agree with you. But then I see Dylan Roof, and then I see Larry Nasir, or Nassau, however you say his name, and or or the man on Host Clark, who um, trigger warning assaulted and raped all those black women. Like, then I see niggas like that, and I'm just like, electric chair. I turned to see that gift of Kaya electric chair, by in the gavel, brown. And it's like, I, do I think the ice cream girl and all these people, like, do I think they should? Because I think they were trying to stay the ice cream girl with like 20 years or some shit. Do I think that's excessive? Absolutely. I think that's way over the top. But do I think she should not receive any kind of punishment? No, she absolutely should something. She she should receive something. Now I don't know exactly what that will entail because I think she did that in like Texas, and I do think like tampering with food is like a felony or some shit like that. So I don't I'm 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 not in Texas. I don't know legislation there. I again there are people that have been way smarter than me talk about this shit. I'm just saying how I feel. Do I feel she should receive punishment and all these other people that are doing this stupid shit to go viral? Do I feel like they should get thrown under the jail? No. But do I feel like they should receive some kind of, like, hey, stop being a fucking idiot? Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. And, like, yeah. um, In the case of, like, the mouthwash idiot, like, come on. Like, what what are you fucking doing? Like, Whole face, whole, like just stand still and whole, just right for the camera, just mugging. It's like, what are you, why? Like, that's so unintelligent. Um, And then, like I said, the dude, <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm laughing at this. But yeah, they, they, they deserve to be punished to the fullest goddamn extent. Um and then the other thing that kind of annoyed me was people was talking about oh bluebell had all these problems and why didn't they think to put a li-? and it's like they didn't put a seal on it because the ice cream and the lid literally is the seal. Have mm-hmm. you like have you actually had Bluebell ice cream before ever? Um yes. I don't look I I I, I had I don't Love. I never have loved Bluebell like the way other people have, but I enjoyed it, but not yeah, like I don't. I don't stand for it. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you. So you got options, You got like Haagen Dazs and like yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you got all the options of shit. So that's one thing. But for a lot of people, yeah, Bluebell is a way of life. Like that's the only ice cream that you can put in front of them. Period. Um, But the thing with blue bell is like I don't know if you ever had it new before. I certainly have. But, like, the first time you try to open it, that shit is hard as hell to open. Like, you got to kind of dig your fingers in a little bit. You got to, like, legit, like, you know, leverage the ice cream against something and, like, pull that shit open. Because what they do is they turn the ice cream packs upside down when they freeze them, like when they do the defreeze. Mm -hmm. And so the top of the ice cream and the bottom of the top basically fuse into each other. So there's, like, no air, no nothing. That shit is, like, vacuum sealed. And so when you go to pull that first pull, you gotta you gotta put some you gotta put some almond to that shit, and once that has happened, it becomes easier. Like the more you obviously the more you you know scoop it out and the more you eat whatever, um, the less stuff in between the top and then the container, um, and it just becomes easier and easier for you to open. But like that first pull versus every pull after that first pull, you know the difference if you've had Bluebell more than like once in your life. Um now, of course, obviously not everybody is keen enough to necessarily look for that. And they might buy one that's been tampered with or whatever. But that safeguard, as far as I'm concerned, like that shit works. Like, such that if you get home and even if it's been in your fridge, in your freezer for a day or two, you try to pop it open and you live by yourself and that should come open a little too easy. You got to take that back, OG. Like that's that's going back to the to the target or the Walmart, wherever you got it from. And you saying, hey, this, this opened a little too easy. I don't I don't really trust it. Uh, can I just get a store credit? And I'll go buy another pint of ice cream that I don't think has been opened. And that's how you handle that. But what what the fuck you don't do is lick the goddamn ice cream. Also, you don't fucking lick the top of the ice cream. There's yes, there's indisputably that. Like, why would you do that? Like, I just why do you want? Why would you want to go so go, viral so so goddamn bad? What is it? Like, I I hate that song. I hate the the clout song that the sets did. But um, I just like what it. What is it? I just. I just, I, I, I just never been that pressed for attention, I guess. So I guess I can't really relate. But what is going on? Why do you want fame that goddamn much? Now you're facing potential jail because you want to be a goddamn headass. Why? Because niggas like jail. No, I don't know. <laughs> 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 well, niggas, well, that. But I, mm, um. It's an evil world we live in. That's mm, that's what I can say. Speaking of evil, so um so this has been a hot button topic (laughs) for the past couple of days. So one ASAP Rocky has um one ASAP Rocky was arrested on it was arrested in Sweden for engaging in fisticuffs with a, with a man if I'm not mistaken. Um, he has been detained in a Swedish um, detention center um, in Stockholm. Um, and initially, Rock, Asap Rockets manager John Ebon launched an online petition in which he claimed that the prison that the rapper had been under 24 Seven, solitary confinement, restriction of amenities for the most basic human functions and access to palatable and life-sustaining food as well as unsanitary conditions. That was what was initially reported and niggas, you know, rat, well, <laughs> niggas wanted people to rally behind a rocky because, you know, He has been detained. He's been locked up. He, you know, again, you know, what was presented initially was he is in inhumane conditions. And how could how could you, you know, treat a black man like this, this, that and the third? That was what was initially reported. What was also happening at the initial reporting was some, you know, a good number of black people online being like, I mean, shit happens, my G, because people the north remembers and people have not forgotten um asap rocky's comments when ferguson was happening that basically came off like i mean i'm rich but i ain't got to worry about it. i mean that's you know that's fucked up but i ain't got to worry about them niggas i'm rich enough over here in Soco. niggas you know niggas a lot of niggas ain't fucked with him since then you know also you know a lot of black women in particular have not fucked with asap rocket since he made those comments about how dark-skinned black women don't need to wear realistic again the north remembers yeah he's so got he, a lot of shit against him yeah um, people, people remember as long as a CVS receipt and so <clears throat> you know that was a kerfuffle Amongst you know the timeline and you know amongst social media you know up all up and down my goddamn Instagram feed people like free ASAP Rocky and shit like that you know so it's a bit of the of the of a divide you know amongst black spaces that I saw both online and offline yeah because because of the quote unquote inhumane conditions well it re- where it came out today <laughs> it reported at, on 7-eleven as we we're recording that uh. The Swedish, um, the Swedish government, as well as ASAP Rocky's uh, Swedish lawyer who is handling his case right now. Uh, basically came out and said, "Uh, y'all niggas is wild. <laughs> this nigga is not. This nigga is not in no inhumane conditions. This nigga is basically in college fucking hill. This nigga is in a, <laughs> this nigga is in a detention center where this motherfucker got lavish gym equipment. These motherfuckers do yoga every goddamn day. He got a big screen TV. He got basically his room is more like more or less like a college dorm room. This nigga is okay. He's being treated treated and being treated properly. On top of that, so." friends, countrymen, Romans. What have you learned from this? Don't speak out of turn, and uh, let niggas be great, how they gonna be great, and if they won't be great in the way that shit on other people, then don't come back looking for our goodwill later. Basically, but let me tell you something, you niggas, and I can say this, because I, you niggas, Niggas and again hashtag y'all on hashtag you if it don't fly let it fly. You niggas did all this goddamn grandstanding and performing over ASAP Rock, and this motherfucker <laughs> and this motherfucker is being locked up in Ikea. I don't know you <laughs> lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. This motherfucker's inhumane condition is doing downward fucking dog every day in yoga. I know you fucking lie to me. You motherfuckers this did all nigga is assembling uh lack tables for Tank's apartment. This <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Too far. <laughs> did not expect you to bring that one back. Too far. <laughs> No, not not too far because you didn't lie. You didn't lie. Okay. But this, I cannot believe you niggas did all oh, this motherfucker performing over ASAP Rocket. And this motherfucker is this motherfucker got this motherfucker is in like one of those the real world houses. Like I cannot believe <laughs> you niggas. Listen, don't don't nothing rally black people more than problematic black men in compromising situations. Boy, I also let me correct that. <clears throat> Don't nothing rally black people like problematic, straight black men and compromising situations. Boy, I swear to God, you motherfuckers mm-hmm. did all this goddamn grandstanding. And oh, how could you be happy and celebrating that a black man got in jail and it's fucked up? They gotta let him go. They got him over there eating from toys and shit. Come to find out this month. this nigga, the government and these niggas' lawyers said. I don't know what y'all heard. Like this nigga is this nigga's chilling. He been he he eat breakfast every goddamn day. That was, that was like, we don't do this in Sweden. What are y'all talking okay, about? Okay, like look, <laughs> hey, look, look, Sweet so said nigga, we ain't y'all. <laughs> like, They're like, nigga, I'll jail look better than y'all projects. Shut up. I, well, hmm. <laughs> well, I don't choose size, I choose facts. <laughs> Say, so goddamn, do you that you said that you said that friend that now that that there is the real teeth. So like, I just cannot believe I, D- Joe Budden did all that fucking grandstanding. <laughs> you did all that goddamn grandstanding performing beefing with Crystal and Fury at the reed. Most of Crystal, but I mean, he brought Fury into it. Like, doing all that fucking performing, you doing all that goddamn performance talking about where's the empathy for ASAP Rocky. Nigga, this motherfucker is living better than me, and I pay rent. <laughs> what did you this, this nigga locked up and got a better pad to me and I paid rent, motherfucker. What did you talk about? <laughs> like, yeah, just uh, so annoying. So out of pocket. And I forgot who said it on Twitter, but somebody was like, for me to know what's going on, that would require me to listen to Joe Button dusty ass podcast. So I'm good on that. Y'all can have it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not exposing myself to his bullshit to know what the fuck y'all talking about. But I knew vaguely what was going on. And I knew that ASAP Rocky was, you know, off at a cottage or some shit. Okay, this motherfucker at a goddamn resort. I know you fucking lie. Who niggas speak why are we here, speaking of niggas, speaking of niggas. So <clears throat> Master P Recently, did an interview. I think it was on the Breakfast Club. Yes, yeah, it was on the Breakfast Club. Well, he spoke about basically what people had been saying on social media, but because, you know, again, we love to rally. Well, not we, because I don't love y'all niggas. But <laughs> the collective, we love to rally behind problematic black men. He basically caught poor BT's whole car about giving Nipsey Hussle the humanitarian award at the BET Awards. And basically riding the wave of him dying. Yeah. Accounting to, to people like past Master P said the same shit that people, black women, black, black women and black queer people said on Twitter that people at the, like they were devils and you know, horrible people because, Oh, how could y'all say that about Nipsey who died and shit? And it's like, I mean, you can pay respect to them, but you can also call it bullshit when you see it, because in the words of Master P, like all the shit that they gave, first of all, this wasn't even in the running for the humanitarian war until he died. Let's get that out of the way right fucking now. Then on top of that, like all the shit that he was doing, that y- they gave him the award for, he was doing while he was alive. So the fact that he was doing this while he was alive, but y'all didn't even have him in the running until he died. Yet you paid Aretha Franklin Aretha fucking Franklin. You paid her dust, only gave it a gave her a mention and then mentioned her name wrong at that. Like Now nah, niggas, 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 niggas who are niggas who are at the very least objective can spot can call bullshit when we see it. And I'm using niggas gender-friendly. Like a lot of people use that man's death as a marketing tool a lot of people yes so cheap and so obvious and so so there's the thing about you know I've, I've never spoken much on this until now um like i knew some of his music i i know people who knew some of his music i don't know anybody who rocked with him this hard right until he was dead which and like i'm not being that uh y'all don't yeah about people when they, I just legit didn't know these folks, right? Like I didn't know people were dialed into him listening to his music. And it had nothing to do with his comments. Cause like I remember that shit as a you know as a thing that happened, but not more than that. But it didn't seem like even when that like when his name was a news fan, it didn't even seem like it was a lot of people coming up, like, oh yeah, but just rock the music, you know, you'll see he's not all but you know, whatever other defense they might want it to take. Um but yeah what's happening like in the four months you know going on four months since he's died now is just almost gross like yeah like once once you once and somebody um on twitter said this to me when i was briefly talking about it and i blame it on my head not my heart when i can't remember your name right now but once we saw like masses of like 12 year olds drawing this next picture like (laughs) That's when it was like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, like y'all are definitely milking this man's death, which Let me be very clear and transparent. I Haven't and still don't really feel the way about him dying. Um, I can recognize it that it was very sad And it was very tragic but at the same time like why he was alive like he literally shitted on an entire group of blackness like and, right. not only, and not only did he do it, he kind of like, not even kind of like, was on some like, I said what the fuck I said shit. Like those tweets that, those tweets that he had to derade like defending his comments, like those things are still up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then going on the Breakfast Club saying like, well, I can't be home with folk because I got gay family members. Like, yeah. So like, for me, I mm-hmm. Wasn't celebrating his death, but I also really didn't care still don't but I can also recognize like it's gross that so many people used his death as like Like a means to get clout like like I I gotta call the thing a thing as I see it And I agree with Master P. like if you're gonna give somebody flowers Give them flowers while they were alive because he was doing these you know great things for his community even though again his community the his sense of community excluded a very large percentage of the Percentage of blackness, like he was doing those things while he was alive, but when he died, all of a sudden he became Tupac, like right. Two plus two is equaling her two right now. (laughs) So, but you know, when people was bringing that up, like not even like dragging him as they very well could have, and even some people did for his like homophobic comments, people just pointed out like, hey, this. All this, doing all this over this feels very disingenuous. When people brought that up, motherfuckers acted like they was like disrespecting him or wishing that he died or shitting on his legacy. And it's like, well, that's the thing. We really didn't know he had much of a legacy before he died. Now all right. of a sudden, he's Jesus. Like that's kind of the point. Exactly. And again, like I'm not telling anybody who was a fan of his to prove that bona fides. It's just like okay this dude's dead and now y'all like wild vocal about him and uh he could have used this probably while he was alive could have probably got more done who knows but probably and like there were people who were definitely way more influential to him than him that died and we literally paid them like this like i literally saw people saying like aretha's funeral was enough like my nigga, what all the shit that Aretha Franklin has done, and it's like her funeral was enough. I know you fucking lie. The same saying the same network that literally like gave Michael Jackson a whole fucking year of tributes and recognition when he died. You say Aretha Franklin was enough. I, Franklin's funeral was enough. I know y'all fucking lying to me. But anyway. <clears throat> But yeah, speaking of problematic other problematic black men, let's just mosey on over to the train. So Jermaine Dupree decided to open his ugly ass mouth and make some comments (laughs) um, about female rappers today. He was uh, doing an interview for People Now, which I didn't even know people still went to People, but (laughs) good luck, Jeremy, for that motherfucker for me. (laughs) But So he was on People um, now being interviewed, and he said things to the he said that you know the brat paved the way for a lot of female artists today because he was like he's you know saying that while there were definitely great female MCs at the time he was coming up brat the brat really broke the mold and paved the way because a lot of them were good but they didn't have the the oomph that the brat had when she yeah, and, was, and like the brat also sold a whole lot, like Funkify was yeah. bananas. Like yeah, Funkify still gets sold like hip, like heavily like today. Or stream, so however you want to say, it. however, you quantify music today, like the like functified is still that girl today. Right. And but, so he uh, but Jermaine Dupree, as as niggas is often want to do, couldn't prop up the thing that he was talking about. And then just be a diplomat about the things he didn't like so much. Because they asked him, they, they were straight up like, well, who are you liking today? And he was like, well, I mean, yeah, I you know, he got that. Actually, he wasn't even talking to that voice, but like the way he's, like the shit he said, he might as well have had that voice on and been like, yeah. yeah, you know, I just don't like the way that they rap about, blah, blah, blah. And it's like. He basically said there's a bunch of strippers rapping today. Like he don't. You, he said, in, "In, and I'm not even using hyperbole too much to, to quantify what he said. He basically said, like, not enough female MCs and female rappers today rap about other stuff, rap about things other than their sexuality and, like, my story of I was stripping and now I'm not because I'm rapping and making money. And... <laughs> to that point and then I'll say this and then me and Bianca will talk about it to that point, you know People had a lot of opinions Um, uh, one who had such an opinion was one miss uh, Belcalis El Carty B or as I call her mrs. Set uh, She took to Instagram which is you know, what a lot of people do uh, <laughs> She took Instagram to voice her opinion and uh, she was kind of diplomatic about it But then not really because <laughs> she was kind of like Jermaine Dupri is entitled to his opinion, but since he opened his mouth on my open mind, <laughs> which I I love Bird Cardi, but only in doses because she kind of she teeter, she, well, I don't even want to say teeter. She be a bozo, but and it's only so much bozo I can teeter, but take, but at times I do enjoy like Bird Cardi. But anyway, she went to Instagram to say the following, and that basically, like she raps about her sexuality and other rappers raps about their sexuality, and you know. And what they can do with their sexuality, because that's what people like to hear. Which facts? <laughs> like she used herself as an example when she made a song called "Careful," which I believe was on "Invasion of Privacy," which was more a more intimate song about her and her relationship with her husband, which we know is tumultuous. Uh well, it was tumultuous? I don't know, but I mean, it's also will you know, i one of them niggas where it's like he wake up and breathe, and he might cheat. So you know, it's you know, right. it's a corner field. but anyway. And she was like, she got a lot of negative feedback, which, 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 I remember there being a lot of pushback for that song. So she's, what she's not saying is not without fact and validity because I do remember a lot of people, you know, and myself included, I wear the scholar letter, like, I don't really want to hear you rapping about this nigga that, you know, you. we know that you more or less ultimately gonna stay with. Like, you know, I mean, I, I get it, but. You know, we we don't need the Bell Caliques. We don't need it. I remember a lot of people pushing back on that song. So she's not without, her. she's not saying this without any truth behind it. She was like, you know, when I made that song, it was a lot of pushback and people didn't want to hear that. They wanted to hear fun carter. They wanted to hear pussy popping carter. They wanted to hear folk these niggas get money Carter. So she was like, that's what I, you know, that's what I rap about. And these other MCs, where you say you want to hear female rappers rap about other stuff, air quotes. Y'all don't support them niggas. Well, she ain't say niggas, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, you don't support them, them girls. Like, they support us and vice versa, but like you, like people in general, and especially like men that are either in hip-hop or hip-hop fans, y'all don't probably these other girls that rap about this other stuff that y'all want to hear air quote. And, exactly. and just being annoying just to, again, be annoying, it's just, uh, it's, I don't like it. Like, I i i want people to support the things they like and i want them to be honest about supporting the things they like like mm-hmm. if you don't rock with something because it's not going your speed just like let that should breathe let it be um but the problem is now like everybody's a critic everybody doesn't like something everybody does which okay that's your right but like damn some like find, find a, Glimmer or something you like somewhere in the mix, and let that shit ride, and let that be, you know, your thing or whatever. Don't don't clamber for shit that ain't happening no more, while not supporting shit that ain't happening no more because niggas ain't buying the shit that was happening when it was happening, which is why it ain't happening no more. Mm-hmm. And also, this is very petty and very very low on the reasons why this is problematic. But also, JD too fucking ugly to be carried on the way he do you know what you're right <laughs> i was waiting i was i was waiting for you to try to try to do, do, i'll wait for you to try to come back back you're right but uh but yeah I, it's just like also the audacity like also speaking of which shout out to judge <laughs> shout out to judge tola who was in the comments. i believe on the shade room when this posted she she was like male rappers about the same things all the time, but what's the difference? I am confusion. <laughs> and, and the he, fact that Judge Toler said, I am confusion took me down. Yeah, she came with the I am confusing, which reminded me of bringing I has a confusion. Y'all, yes, and, yes, and because like, Judge told him, right because Judge told him been getting together on divorce court for many years. Yeah, she she be she be snapping in ways I actually fucking rock with. Like I like watching all that shit. Yeah, I, I I have to stand. I have to stand. Um. But yeah, just you know, I it's so much that's been that, that's been down. Can't talk. It's so much. I don't want to say performing, but carrying on, and not in a good variety mm-hmm. when it comes to female. Rap and female, you know, artists and stuff like that. It's just like let these girls cook; like they are killing it. Because you look across the aisle, I don't know what the fuck the men doing. I and honestly, I don't think they know what the fuck they doing. Nah, they don't. Like this is the era of this is the era of bad bitch rap, and I'm here for it. Let these girls cook. Yeah, exactly. Let them, let them right. Let them be great because shit, it's our time anyway. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, speaking of time, I think that is the show for tonight. Yes. Uh, we will come back with a fire run of misconnections next week. Um, so be ready for that. Uh, cause we started doing something for this show, but we had way too many to even like knock them down, but then we wanted to give y'all a show. So next week, look for a show that's legit. Like half what's going on in the world and then the other half like straight up misconnections. Um, We're gonna put a line right down the middle of the show pretty much. Um, In conclusion, uh, shout out to all of the mad racists online because we got a black Ariel, Little Mermaid and they seem mad because they're not getting the accurate depiction of Mm. Ariel that they envision. And I'm like, no, Ariel would have shriveled if she was white because the ocean is full of salt water. And uh, we've seen how y'all handle being in water. Y'all prune up. And uh, also, it's a fictitious character. Yeah, I was waiting for us to and get And also, also, black people have red hair, you fucking worms. Yeah. And also, not only that, black people also, let me add a little caveat to what my friend just said. Um, we don't have to give these idiots Shine all the time. Nah, you're right. You're right as hell about that. I just thought it was funny because because, because they went right to it. Like, I remember when Hunger Games first came out and they were doing ooh, that by Roo. Ooh, ooh. Remember the Rue controversy? They yeah. Just they, they yeah. Spent with brown skin and they forgot that shit. And then. Uh huh, yeah. I remember that, yeah, yeah. So it was just funny seeing them just immediately jump to it. It's like nothing they said is going to like move my needle one way or the other, but yeah just how immediate their reaction was Mm -hmm. somebody who ain't never did them nothing was tremendous and also super racist as fuck yeah absolutely but yeah i think this has been it for crown of collars we'll be back next week um we thank you for rocking with us i know this episode is a bit delayed but you know life happened and also you know moving parts with the network and things like that so Move apart bear with, with one of your hosts. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah literally, <laughs> literally. Um, uh, but bear with us. We're still gonna give y'all a great show. We're still gonna bring that heat, keep that same energy, and we'll be back. And we'll see y'all when we see you. And until then, don't be a greater, don't be a hater hoe, be a greater hoe, and now tell your be- friends about this show. Yes, yes. Tell your friends about this show, tell your friends about this network, perch some merch and support and leave- our podcast and leave us five-star reviews. And definitely look for us to interact with you all more on our social media feeds. That is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Crown and Collards. And peace. We out.